Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where an exit on Optimized Better Plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, we're we're taking a break. We're taking it easy. Easier yeah. than we normally do, I guess. Normally, we come with the with the full full package. We do it all, and at the end, everyone is satisfied. Hmm. But but these today, it's just a quickie. It's just a quickie. Uh, one of us will be satisfied for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if not, we're we're gonna be wanting more. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm. with the holidays approaching us, we've got uh, little stashes of treasures hidden around the house, waiting to be wrapped. Uh, and uh, so Bruce, Bruce figured, you know what, you know what, I'll bring a perfect card for the topic, which is bootlegger's stash. Now, Bootlegger Stash, I'll just go through it real quick, is a six-mana green artifact. It's five and a green, uh, and it reads, lands you control have tap, create a treasure token. Okay. That's it. It's straightforward stuff. And it costs six mana. Now, I've repeated that twice, and we're going to come back to that over and over as we I talk about this. when this card was revealed, people were going nuts. I remember it, like, it probably was like, 20 bucks on release um it's now down to five for those who care um under five really which is my kind of budget uh but yeah no i remember people being like this is so broken and like to an extent yeah uh but like you got to find those niches for that right like right the reason i wanted to talk about this was because my initial view of this card is so dramatically different from how i see it now and (laughs) It's, it is rare that I find a card where I'm like, this card is, is good and it does this. And only months later say, this card is good. It does that. I was just straight up wrong in my initial assessment. And, you know, normally when that happens, it's because I just say, oh, this card's not very good. Or it's good and it's not one or the other. In this case, I think the card is good. But I think it's good for a different, a different reason than I initially thought. Initially, my thought was, this is going to make for some great ramp. And you say to yourself, Bruce, it costs six. And I'm like, yes, I know. So it's not early ramp, but once you get enough to be able to play it, there's always turns you tap three mana instead of five, or you tap four instead of six, and you've got two lands untapped. My opponents all think that I can do something, and you're holding a pile of nothing in your hand. So on the start of your next turn, you untap the handful of lands that you did tap, and the other ones that were untapped never get used. I looked at my meta, which normally goes 13, 14 rounds in a game, and thought, this is going to be good. This is going to add how many treasures? Mm. I mean, even if I only tap one or two lands each turn, it's an extra 14 mana. If, you, if you're thinking that this is going to stay on the battlefield for seven turns, and I'm just like, that's just on top of whatever else. And it's mana of any color. So if I get, you know, if I steal somebody's creature and I need a specific color mana that my deck doesn't produce, well, now it does because I'm making treasure. And that's how I treated it. I treated it as ramp. I thought, you know, six mana is a lot, but I'll make it work. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, I mean, it does it does powerful things for sure. Uh, the fact that it's right. six mana is kind of a bummer in terms of like right. power, but like that's how they balanced it, right? Um, the thing for me... Right is not that the fact that it's an artifact is where it becomes a problem 
because like okay. if it was a creature obviously it'd be the easiest to deal with yeah. if it was an enchantment it'd be nearly di- like impossible to almost deal. impossible yeah right the fact that it's an artifact makes it very vulnerable uh not as vulnerable as a creature like i said but people should be able to find a way to to take care of this before you well not maybe not necessarily before you use it but like pretty right. quickly after you use it for the first time you know right well and this was kind of the problem hmm. so i quickly discovered that it's not ramp it just can't be ramp it just costs too much you don't want to spend a turn playing out bootlegger stash and then the next turn it's only good if you leave mana open for the next turn so it just it doesn't work that way so my thought was okay fine it's mana fixing because as soon as it comes into play, every t- every land you tap essentially taps for a mana of any color because it's going to create the treasure, which you can then use for any color. I'm like, that's where we need to go with this card. Well, it took about a game to realize, no, that's not it. Mana fixing? If you're going to spend six mana so your lands tap for any color, well, at that point in the game, you've got you the lands to tap yeah. for any color. I, I mean, uh, unless you're playing a five five-color deck, and even then... You probably still are able to produce five, all five different colors by turn six. It's just, it's not effective that way. I have it in uh, Masarek. When someone sacks a permanent, all your creatures get plus one, plus one. Oh, okay. That's when I, that's when I realized the truth about this card. This card is a combo piece. That's mm. all it is. I'll have Masarek out by the time this thing sees, get, comes onto the battlefield. And I have, say, one, maybe two extra lands. I tap them both and create two treasures. And now I can make give all of my creatures plus two, plus two, whenever I want. At instant speed, because you can sack the treasures whenever you want. Yeah, that's this thing gets ugly fast. This is a game ender. It drops onto the battlefield and your opponents have to deal with it. Because if you get a turn, when, it, when you untap all of your lands and... You've got at least six of them if you play Bootlegger Stash. That's six treasures. That's six plus one plus one counters on all of your creatures. Yeah. And that's with no work. Yeah. Uh, that, it definitely works really well in, obviously, Golgari or Jund kind of areas where you get a benefit from sacrificing or get a yes. benefit from treasures in general. Um, and... I mean, yeah, like it, it doesn't, it's not a card that can stand alone because, you know, like you've been saying this whole time, all you're doing is just putting your mana away for later. Like you're, you're right. wasting it one turn to use it a different turn. Yeah. Um, and sure, like there's, a, there's fixing there, but uh, it's, it's slow. <laughs> the, the thing I see this in is my Vazi deck where I want treasures because then I can give treasures to my opponents. And like that that deck in in itself is a bit of a a risky maneuver, but also right. like a bit of a contradiction. Um, because it, it the way I play it, it does it, it's very much like I want my opponents to succeed. Uh, like right. I my my success is secondary to giving treasures away because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so like it belongs in that deck, but like that's not to say that like it's a card that belongs in every treasure deck, you know? Right. And this works because Nazarek is just looking for permanents that are sacrificed. 
Yeah. Masarek also has Primal Vigor and Doubling Season in it. Uh, when I was at uh, PAX Unplugged, I got to play Masarek. And I got Bootlegger Stash out with a Primal Vigor and a Doubling Season. So now your land taps. You make a treasure. Wait, Primal Vigor says you make two of those. Oh, a Doubling Season says four. So now every land taps and you make four mana from, your, from each land. Oh, and when you sack one of those treasures, it puts a plus one, plus one counter on all your creatures. But it doesn't because Primal Vigor says it's two and Doubling Season says it's four. So tap one land, make four treasures, tap the four treasures, make 16 plus one, plus one counters. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that this is Christmas land here, but it happened. It worked for me. Uh, so I'm confident yeah. it worked for everybody else all the time, just the exact same way it did for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's it it it's a card that's very good in what it does, but that's the only thing. Like it outside of yeah. those niche cases, it's fine. It, uh, I think it needs to be in the right deck. This this yeah. really is a combo piece. Don't be looking at this for ramp. Don't be yeah. looking at this for you know mana fixing. Uh, there are better artifacts that are cost a lot less that can do plenty of mana fixing for you. Yeah. So. And I think uh, if anyone out there is looking at this card um, and they're trying to figure out just like quick quick ideas for decks, uh, Jahira from uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate, two and a green for two, three legendary creature, human elf druid. Tokens you control have tap, add green. So you're tapping your lands to make treasures that tap for green they, they okay. you don't have to sacrifice very nice them. so you're just essentially exponentially mm -hmm. increasing your mana. yes yeah um and then also a shia solo of the wild uh a three green green legendary creature elemental star star where a shia solo of the wild's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control not the important part non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to their other types so Keep your keep your creatures back, let them block, right. and then either before they die or before your turn starts, tap them, create some treasures. Right. And it's it's about this like incremental value, I guess, rather than Yeah. But uh yeah, no, this this card it obviously people overreacted. Yeah. Uh because I don't like I haven't seen anybody play this card other than that one game that you just told me about. I wanted to talk about the card, not because of, you know, the ridiculous game I had, but mm -hmm. but like a because little. It, well, a little, but <laughs> I wanted to talk about it because it was an example of a situation where a card just shifted from just from one spot to another in a deck. Yeah. And I hadn't expected that, that to happen because it's almost always the case where if it doesn't do what you plan for it to do, that it just doesn't do anything in your deck. So you end up just yanking it out and looking at it and like, well, maybe it'll work in something else. But in this case, it worked in the same deck, just did something completely different. So yeah, lucky lucky for me, I guess. If you want to check out this card, go, uh, I don't know, go find it. Uh, <laughs> we don't yeah, nobody's sponsoring us. Nobody's no. sponsoring us. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for us this week. Because uh, we're Temple of False Bud, we're decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching over on YouTube, give us a little subscribe. Uh, and if you're listening, uh, 
we talked about all these cards that we didn't explain, uh, but they're on the screen on YouTube. Uh, so go do that, I guess. Uh, we're going to be back in two weeks from today with our next season. But we'll also be back next week with a little vignette <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, of my choosing. And I'm not even going to give you a hint. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Play some magic for me. Oh, I'm, An uh, I'm Andy. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I'm Bruce. <laughs> uh, play some magic for me, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye! Bye.